1: He's gonna make us just like him. In other words, he's gonna complete the work that he started in you. He's gonna finish the transformation. You are not yet fully human. You're flawed, all of us, flawed humanity. And we all know that. Nobody will argue with me about that, right? Nobody's, nobody's perfect. We use that as an excuse all the time. Nobody's perfect. No, but see, the plan is that you will be one day. He will do that. Your creator intends to perfect you. That's the end game.
0: Your creator intends to perfect you. In today's message from Pastor Robert, he reminds us that God is going to complete the work he's started in us. Currently, nobody is perfect. However, God's plan is that we ultimately will be. Through Christ and his redemption work in us, we'll be made perfect and flawless. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. Now turn to 1 Peter chapter one, and let's join Pastor Robert with today's message.
1: The Messiah had come. He had done everything that the Bible predicted the Messiah would do. He had healed people. The lame walked. The blind received their sight. He'd done all these things. He had revealed himself to be the Messiah of Israel, the anointed one, the one for whom they had waited. And, And then they had crucified him, and he rose again, spent 40 days after that three days in the tomb. When he rose to life, he spent another 40 days teaching people and revealing himself to people. And and then he ascended back to the Father, but he told him, I'm coming back. And when I come back, I'm coming back to establish my kingdom for a thousand years. The Bible says he's going to, at some point, rescue us from that seven-year period of wrath on the earth. He's going to remove us and do another cleansing, if you will, of the planet. But then he's going to establish his kingdom for a thousand years on the planet. And we can see a little bit more. Peter, the people to whom he was writing, they could they could see a little bit more, they could understand a little bit more, but there were still things they didn't understand because you know the temple's there and and they're offering sacrifice, but there are a lot of things that just didn't quite make sense even then. And nowadays, like one of the things, you know, the witnesses that the Bible says in, you know, John said in the Revelation there are gonna be these two witnesses, and the whole world is gonna watch him die. Well, that's not possible. Do you understand that wasn't possible when I was a little boy? It's possible today. I was blown away, you know, this whole thing about people running to and fro and knowledge increasing and, and, and all of that. I mean, think about the, the leaps and bounds that we've made just with travel in my lifetime. It's crazy. My motorcycle has cruise control. I couldn't believe that. You know, when I found out, they've been, really? The cruise bikes have cruise control? Did you hear the story about the guy who bought the Winnebago and first time he'd ever had a, an RV and so he set the cruise control and went back to make himself a pot of coffee? No joke, this really happened. This really happened. Even better, he sued them and won because they should have said in the operator's manual that you can't do that. So now it does. And it, now it tells you. In the manual, when you buy an RV, it tells you. It's like cruise control. That doesn't mean you can go to the back and take a nap. You know? Pretty soon, though, you'll be able to, right? All, have you seen that, the Google cars that are driving themselves? But the one that really got me, the one that really got me is last month, Airbus received approval for a patent application for a hypersonic jet. Look at that. That's a mock-up. It takes off. Can you see the rockets in the back? The little red things are pointing. takes off vertically, goes to 100,000 feet. It'll make the flight from New York to London in one hour, one hour. The Concorde, remember, you know, it took like three, two and a half, three hours, three and a half hours. I think it was three and a half hours to make that same trip. And, and the reason that it never really got traction and with so many cities were like, you're busting windows. You can't, we, they weren't allowing it over their airspace. That's why that one goes to 100,000 feet. And it, it flies. It's like there, there will be no sonic boom at 100,000 feet. One hour from New York to London. How crazy is that? It, because knowledge is increasing. Everybody with me? Knowledge is increasing. I remember, I was so blown away. I, as a young man, I heard about global positioning satellites. Why would you even want such a, how does that work? And, and you know what I mean? Why would you even want that? And then somebody explained, well, you know, it worked really good, you know, like the, for the, the military uses it. If you're lost in the woods somewhere, just, the satellite will tell you where you are. What? And you're, how many of you remember when they first came out with them? You know, the big things, right? And now my watch, this watch has, it's a Garmin watch. It was given to me. Well, actually, this is the replaces the one that I destroyed that was given to me. But it's GPS in this little tiny watch. It's crazy. When we went to the jungle, you know, the Peruvian jungle, I couldn't believe it. We're, we're working in these little Indian villages, you know, that had 100 people. Every single village had satellite phones, Every village had these satellite phones. Technology that didn't, didn't even exist when I was a little boy. It just wasn't, it, did not, it didn't even exist. Every now and then we'll talk about the fact that, you know, this was, a, and then that was before email. And we take it for granted now, right? Knowledge is increasing. Another photo, some of you have seen this before, the knowledge doubling curve by Buckminster Fuller. Until 1900, knowledge doubled. Every 100 years. By 1945, knowledge was doubling every 25 years. Today, now this was April 19th, 2013, that this was published. Every 13 months, knowledge doubles. Very soon, they say, every 12 hours, knowledge will double. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) Sign of the times, right? Man. So Peter continues in verse 13. Look at this with me. So important, 1 Peter 13, he says, Therefore, gird up the loins of your mind, be sober, and rest your hope fully upon the grace that is to be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ as obedient children, not conforming yourselves to the former lusts and your ignorance, but as he who called you is holy, you also be holy in all your conduct, because it is written, Be holy, for I am holy. Now, listen, what is this talking about? See, we got... Many of us have distorted ideas about what it means to be holy, about holiness. We we don't understand some of this terminology here. Gird up the loins of your mind. Do you understand that's a call to action? It's a call to action. It's terminology that was used among athletes and warriors. Gird up your loins. You better get ready. Be ready. Ready for what? Ready to run. Ready to take action. Ready to go to work. Be ready. Gird up the loins of your mind. Be sober. Be sober. And he's not just talking about alcohol and drugs. What he's talking about here is your mental attitude. Are you, alert? are you paying attention to what's going on in your world? Are you aware of the things that are happening and how they impact you and, and, and what part you're supposed to be playing in that as a Christian? Is that on your radar? Or are you, like he says here, You know, conforming yourselves to the former lust, as in your ignorance. In other words, you're still living as though you didn't know any better. Like you're, you, you play and... Fool around and be preoccupied with your portfolio and your retirement plan and your whatever. Is that, is that, the, is that really the focus of, of your life? You know, the, all these temporal things, all these temporary things that he says they're not going to be, be here much longer. I mean, okay, so maybe, maybe who knows when he's coming back. He may not come back in my lifetime. I'm 56 years old. How many years have I got? 30, 40? I mean, my grandmother was 99 when she and she finally died. But I lost a friend this week who was 26. We don't know, do we? But even if it's another 40 years, I've already lived 56, so 40 is not looking like that long to me anymore. You know what I mean? In light of eternity, it's not that long. That's why I'll ask you sometimes, what are you going to be doing a thousand years from now? You ever think about that? You ever plan for that? No. Well, you should be. That's what he's talking about. He says, listen to it again, he says, gird up the loins of your mind, be sober, and rest your hope fully upon the grace that is to be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. What does that mean? What it means, what he's referring to is that moment in your future when you're going to see Jesus face to face. John tells us that at that instant, you're going to be completed, you're going to be transformed. He says, that right now, beloved, we are the children of God. And it has not yet been revealed what we shall be. But here's what we do know. When we see him, we're going to be like him. That's what we know. He's going to make us just like him. In other words, he's going to complete the work that he started in you. He's going to finish the transformation. You are not yet fully human. You're flawed. All of us. Flawed humanity. And we all know that nobody will argue with me about that right nobody's nobody's perfect we use that as an excuse all the time nobody's perfect no but see the plan is that you will be one day he will do that your creator intends to perfect you that's the end game
0: Are you part of a local church community? It's important to have a faith-based community around you as you continue to seek all that God has for your life. With more on that, here's Pastor Robert.
1: Thanks, Chris. You know, if you're looking for a way to get closer to Jesus and you're in the Miami area, we've got a plan. We started something a few years ago that we talk, we call it Intensive Christian Training, ICT for short. It's three phases, begins with just a uh, dinner together, Um, in a group setting every Thursday night you do that for about 10 or 11 weeks and just go through the basics what is Christianity but you're doing it around a meal with a group of people that you really connect with and and get to know so if that sounds like something you might be interested in and you're in our Miami-Dade area reach out to us MainThingRadio.com
0: Thanks Pastor Robert for more information visit MainThingRadio.com that's all we have time for today but thanks for tuning in Join us next time to continue studying God's Word right here on Main Thing Radio.